Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. Thanks, Natalie. What's up, guys? Eric, you had a funny story to tell us that you... Well, not really. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's funny, but uh, Natalie, when was, la- when was the last time you ate at Olive Garden? Uh, I've never, I've never eaten at Olive Garden. Wow. Shame to say, you haven't. Oh, wow. I've been Are really tempted ever since uh, we in the office were discussing um, Cheesecake the, Factory. No, well, I also want to go back to the Cheesecake Factory, but no, uh, the Olive Garden in Times Square, which right. hosts their very own all you can eat, all you can drink s- celebration Buffet, yeah. on New Year's yeah. Eve. Um, right. So I'm. I'm tempted, you know, it's really close I to our office. I uh, believe you've never been. I know, uh, yeah. I know. There, there is, It's right around the corner from that office, and there was a line out the door when I passed by. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. They were like, party of two, your right. table is now available. <laughs> well, I'm not asking so much for the food. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Olive Garden has a distinctive decor. It's kind of inspired a lot of folks around the country. Oh. With, it's like that Tuscan look. Yeah. Have you been to Tuscany? I have not been to Tuscany, I have. but I have. Do, does, do these houses that we see in America that are Tuscan <laughs> look what you, no. like what you'd see in Tuscany? We rented a house, a villa in in Tuscany, and no, I would say we because have bastardized the <laughs> Tuscan decor theme here right. in America. It's also not to say that there's one. Like every house right. in Tuscany is decorated the, the exact same. Right, exactly. But uh, Americans, uh, you know, our builders, developers in America have kind of taken this idea of what Tuscan or what Mediterranean design looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, it reminds me a lot of Real Housewives of New, say, New Jersey. Um, <laughs> yes. Or really any of them. Yeah, in Orange County, with Tamara yeah. was real into the Tuscan. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all about bigger is better and just like... Ornate. Ornate. Red Iron, and gold. Ironwork. Yes. yes. Tassels. Ironwork. A lot of tassels. Tassels. <laughs> Everything Ribbon, yeah. is sculptural like there's no clean lines it's not modern right it's just this very old world but over the top old mm-hmm. world look so my parents good. actually my parents have been shopping for houses and they actually found a property that was a great layout but it was tuscan like straight yeah. up and my dad's like oh we could remove like the thing over the fireplace and oh i guess we could get a new door and like oh all this oh crazy gosh. ornate molding but it's yeah no let me ask you do you know what year that house was built i could find it out in like a couple seconds but um i'm guessing like 90s the 90s yeah 2000 I'm early 2000 i'm yeah. guessing that was when this was um, yeah like pre-foreclosure mm-hmm. crisis like 2000 to 2007 ish that's when tuscan decor really had its heyday i think every house you'd walk into had the same similar theme right and they were just labeled tuscan even though they bear no resemblance to anything you'd see in tuscany (laughs) like it was a mcmansion or something but is there a way to you know mitigate those factors like you know, if you have this Tuscan design home and you're you're trapped, not mm-hmm. trapped, but you know, you're in a home that's Tuscan designed and you say, maybe want to switch it up. Is there a way to get out of it? 
Yeah, like, well, as Natalie was just saying, her parents were thinking we have to kind of rip up the whole thing. Right. We did do a story. Oh. <laughs> as you're, a matter of fact, this week, me. on how you kind of contain the Tuscan disaster in your house without gutting we, everything. Should we say, too, that, like, for all you listeners who do have Tuscan decor in your home, or um, maybe you even like it, Good for you. Like, we're not trying to make you change <laughs> your taste levels or, you know. No, not at all. Right. Um, your, but- your, your aesthetic is your aesthetic. I, I mean, bless. It's not. It's nothing uh, personal. But if you're tired of it. Yeah, but if you're if tired you of t- it, and I think it's it's true that this was a definite trend a couple decades ago in, in home building. And, right. and uh, you may have bought into it. I mean, you know, you bought into a home and now you're feeling, oh, geez, it looks a little dated. It's been 20 or years, I, yeah. I, I'd like to kind of zhuzh it up and mm-hmm. freshen this place Shush. up. I just um, want to give a disclaimer because we're not trying yes. to offend anybody on this podcast. No, we're certainly not. This is for folks who might have that look and be tired of it, but don't want to sell the house or gut can't, the house. Can't sell the house. I mean, um, you know, I mean, good luck. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, sorry to sidetrack, but Rachel, please, what can people do to, what can to revive do? their Tuscan nightmare? Sure. You can do some really easy things. Number one. Just lighten things up. Get rid of that dark gold and red and um maybe go to a white palette, maybe yeah. like or a gray palette. Can you paint so can you like paint if you have like a kitchen that has like dark wood, can you paint the cabinets white or, or like a light gray? You can. You certainly can. In fact, I think we have articles on how to uh, paint your kitchen cabinets. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to go to the trouble or the expense of replacing all your cabinetry, you certainly could paint over them. Mm-hmm. Another one is just swapping out some of those accents that we were talking about, like the overly scrolled ones, the big ornate oh, chandeliers, yes. Yes. the ones, uh, the iron railing. Right. The chairs are not just a chair it's like a chair with like you know it looks like almost like a throne you it's know? a chair this is like a chair and it's got like tassels <laughs> and it and it, you know it's got brocade and it's you know it's yeah. every kind of possible did you ever find this look attractive no <laughs> hater from day one uh, well, I, 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 I think eric you're i mean your house is like basically the polar opposite of tuscan it's like it scandinavian is. or it's like mid-mod right like, mid-century modern yeah. yeah like i mean but again people don't like mid-mod and yeah, for those people, yeah. people that don't like that then i'll say i like the warmth of i like the warmth behind the idea of tuscan decor mm-hmm. i mean it is a very right. kind of cozy warm feeling and i like the intention behind it i just think that we went over the top with the cheese factor in particular um the grape and wine motif. Mm. And this kind of gets back to my hate for uh, word art and yeah. signs. And it's just stuff that you feel like you could buy at Home Goods or TJ Maxx. It just looks it looks kind of cheap and chintzy is what you're saying. I mean, yeah. If you have a kitchen backsplash that's got a mural of like the vineyards in Italy, I don't. It's like, OK, what can we do to fix that? <laughs> um, yeah. What can we? I mean, you can put in a new backsplash. That's actually oh, not. Yeah crazy expensive it's it's pretty in the grand scheme of home repairs it's pretty reasonable to put in just like a classic subway tile or something right exactly i almost feel like tuscan decor was a precursor to the modern farmhouse look i mean they kind of have some similarities they pull Mm -hmm. from similar buckets um just in terms of trying to recreate 
that cozy homey mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. And I mean, I, I you want your home to feel that warmth or that mm-hmm. comfort. Um, so I understand the inspiration behind the Tuscan. I think it's just, it went way too far towards the, just the oversize everything. And, Cheese factor. Yeah. Rachel, I love this picture that you included in the article. Um, listeners, you can read on realtor.com slash news. Uh, for the tassels section. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> This ottoman has like about 500 tassels on it. There's um, a lot of patterns. Lots yeah. of like grandeur. A lot of red and gold. Yeah. And just oversized, overstuffed. Uh-huh. Yeah. You you can change this. If, if yeah. These You're are- not stuck. You're never stuck. No. Yeah. These are pretty simple and somewhat cost-effective ways to, you know, freshen up your house freshen and you don't up. have to gut it or rebuild or hire a contractor. Yep. So here's easy to, peasy. Here's to freshening up your house in 2019. So if you remember um, in previous podcasts, we discussed the HGTV dream home. Um, it's this beautiful house uh, HGTV, the television company, picks a property every year to make over. They have one designer. His name is something Brian Austin Green, something like that. Eric, <laughs> what's his name? It's like it's Brian Patrick Brian, Green, I believe. Yeah, Natalie, you. Wrote it's really the that story. close. Oh wow. Okay, Brian you Patrick wrote- Green. Uh-huh. <laughs> and some rumors get started. Yeah. I know. Yeah, so he he makes over the house um every single year and it's a new house so they go to a new city every year. Um and so on one of our previous podcasts we talked about the 2019 dream home which was this gorgeous place in Montana. Um but we learned of some exciting news about the 2018 uh HGTV dream home. Yes. That one was in Gig Harbor, Washington, right? Like near Seattle? Yeah, near Seattle in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it went on the market in early January, or actually kind of mid-January, and it, you know, we talked to the agent up there, and it sold, you know, in no time. I mean, he has an, it's not, the escrow hasn't closed, obviously, it's only been a couple weeks, but he has an offer, he has three backup offers ready in case that offer does happen to fall through. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said people were camp not camped out but you know waiting to see inside this place and waiting to submit their offers right away wow. you know because i mean hgtv's reach is uh-huh. big people mm-hmm. love hgtv and, and you know this dream home giveaway i don't you know i don't necessarily follow it myself that closely but i know it happens every year um, <laughs> yeah i mean all you have to do is like enter the sweepstakes and you could win this like multi-million dollar home so it's like right who wouldn't and- although sorry go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, in contrast to our discussion on an earlier podcast, uh, railing on the 2019, or sorry, the 20... Yeah, it was the 2019. That was 2019. Yeah, the 2019 Dream Home. I actually kind of like this one. I don't think we railed on the 2019 one. It was a balanced discussion. It was certainly... (laughs) We picked out the things we liked, and we picked out the things we didn't like. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. But... But no, I agree. I like this one. Yeah, so I tw- think... So tw- 2018's version is more your style. I would say so. Okay. Yes. Natalie? Um, 
Yeah, I, I, the 2019 house in Montana was a little rustic for my taste, yeah. and I feel like the Gig Harbor one from 2018 is a bit more modern. Um, they coastal. really coastal. They really emphasize. They they really utilize um, the windows to show off the beautiful view of um, the. Ooh, is it a bay? Is it a harbor? harbor. Hold on a second. I'll tell you what it <laughs> is. Henderson Bay. Okay. It's got 90 Henderson feet bay. of water frontage. Okay. Um, Hender- yeah, yeah. So they, right. they, I mean, there's the main selling point are the beautiful views. So they definitely mm-hmm. utilized um, floor to ceiling windows and all that, which I love. Yeah. So this so, house is uh, sold-ish. sold-ish. Close to, cl- close to so- being sold. It actually, the person that won it, uh, won it sometime last year and they decided they opted for the cash prize instead. Mm. Um, so it went to, it was eventually bought by this other gentleman and he has transferred to Texas because of his job and now is selling it. So, um, I wonder if every, anyone has ever kept the, the dream house. I would be interested to dig into the the history of the dream house. The dream houses, yeah. Where where have they been? Where, the what happened to them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in any case, so the house is soldish and ish. Sold, soldish, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it, the guy, the agent we spoke with, said that you know they basically had stalkers waiting outside, waiting to put an offer in on this place, and um, they had no problem selling the darn thing. And how much is it listed for? I don't know if we said that. Yeah. $1.7 million. Yeah. $1.7 okay. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. I would take it. I know you would. I mean. No, you would. But it's also like you'd have to relocate. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Man. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of. I, I, I looked at the map. You're kind of midway between Tacoma and Seattle. It's like on a kind of an islandish kind of thing mm-hmm. or an it, it, it inlet. You're in um, like the um, the Olympic Peninsula area. It's like yeah. a be- it's beautiful. But yeah. So, uh, Natalie, I'm sorry you did not win this <laughs> home. I entered like five times. Oh, no. Yeah. Sad, 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 but true. If you wanted to buy the HGTV Dream Home, it's a little late on this one, but I think you can still enter on the 2019 one. Uh, you know, as far as the sweepstakes, sweepstakes goes, it's open. When is yes, the drawing? You can enter until February 18th. So. Oh my gosh. You so still you got still about close to a month left. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought that the drawing was closed for this one. No, but. it no. just opened on December 28th. So well, we're about halfway there. Go, go ahead enter. And- yeah. yeah, Natalie, you go enter. You go I enter. will. I mean, we we have a story on enter. it. We we wrote a story on it, so I'm sure there's a link to enter in the story on Realtor.com/news. But um, or just Google HGTV Dream Home, and I'm sure you'll find it. You might recall that last week we were discussing neighborhood red flags, the things that you need to look at in a neighborhood before putting an offer on a house. And the reason that we did that story was to help you home buyers because your agent can't answer legally some of the questions that you might have. And these are some of the most important questions. And we wanted to um, discuss, you know, circle back to that and discuss why. Uh-huh. Wait, what? Yeah. Why can't. So there are questions that yeah. a, a realtor, is this, this is a law they can't answer? They're- that a real estate agent 
is by uh, legally is not allowed to answer. They're and bound it, um, to secrecy. Yeah, if you go see a house and with your kids and you ask that agent, uh, "What's this neighborhood like? Is it good for families?" You might get awkward silence right back your way, and you might be kind of puzzled by that. But there is a legal reason why huh. they can't answer such a simple question. Is it about the neighborhood or about the kids? Uh, it's about the Fair Housing Act, oh. um, which prohibits housing discrimination based on race, religion, sex, or family, or economic status. Hmm. So you okay. asking, is this a good neighborhood for families? If they answer that question, they could get in some uh, deep water um. if it comes off as discriminatory. Mm. Huh. So if you want to know if it's a good place to raise a family, you're going to have to do that research on your own. Nice. Um, what are what are some other ones they can't answer? Is this area safe? Huh. So uh, crime rates. So they is is it because again they could get in trouble overstating or understating the crime rate or? Yeah, it could be construed possibly as racist or classist uh, by steering you away or toward a particular neighborhood. So it's a, it could be a coded question. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That so that's sense. another one where you're going to have to go do your research on yeah, crime I mean, rates. Crime rates are relatively easy Public to record, find. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, if you, so you don't necessarily need to rely on your agent to tell you that you should just be able to look that up. I could see I could see buyers asking that question though, you oh, know, yeah. like oh, how's the neighborhood? Like what, like, is there a lot of crime around here? Like, you know, it's just a pretty standard conversational question that you would ask a realtor. Mm-hmm. You'd ask a neighbor. It's kind of like, you know, just to get a sense of the place. So you have some weird conversations. <laughs> oh, I go, I go very TMI in my conversations <laughs> when I'm buying a house. Let me no, tell you. No doy. What are some other questions these agents can't answer? Well, I don't want to give them all away, so oh. hopefully... Oh, you want uh, people to no, go give to the them story? all away. <laughs> you want They're already the listening. We it? need to reward them okay. for listening. Wow. So uh, <laughs> this is a really simple one. You would never think that this would be a trouble causer, but it's what's the neighborhood like? What's the neighborhood like? And so, again, is that based on the Fair Housing Act? Yeah. This all kind of comes down to, unfortunately, the racial and uh, economic divide in our country. Uh, yeah, they can't go into ethnic background, uh, yep. you know, any any sort of... Yeah, yeah. The, if you want to know the ethnic makeup, you're going to have to look at the census data or just do your research. It's interesting yeah. you mention um, because such discussions come uncomfortably close to redlining, mm-hmm. a form of discrimination in which home buyers are steered toward or away from a neighborhood based on the color of their skin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, touchy. And on a similar note, um, the last one is how are the schools here? Hmm. Hmm. So you can't you can't ask about the schools. I mean, school district data everybody kind of knows. They, they, I don't think a lot of buyers go into a buying a house, but they may just like Natalie says, ask this question in conversation. Mm-hmm. What's the reason a, an agent can't answer it? Um, because the racial divide also runs deep in U.S. schools. Huh. So hmm. a realtor or a real estate agent has to be. Uh, careful that it's not construed as a coded message. Right. Another option, if you have your heart set on a child attending a certain school, then just download Realtor.com's <laughs> mobile app <laughs> and search for Homes for Sale by School District. Right. Yeah. Okay. I feel... Shame plug. Big Shame, plug. Shameless plug. No, it's a good plug, though, because to be honest, like when you look at our listing pages, every single one lists mm-hmm. school districts and right. it's... 
it's really easy if you're a parent looking for schools. It's very easy. It's very useful. And even, or even if you're not a parent, you just want to live in a place that has good school districts. So to answer your question, my guess is an agent probably would feel comfortable and be okay saying, oh, it's, it's a a well, you know, it's a blue ribbon school district. Yeah. It's, it gets high marks, but if you want more information, check it out at this website or that website, but they're not going to go into the the makeup of the, it's fact. Yeah. It's based on fact. It's like if, yeah. if it's if it's a blue ribbon or like an awarded award winning school district or whatever. Like that's right. Right. But they're not going to say, oh, well, certain schools have had an issue with gun violence. Or mm-hmm. I think kind of surprising because yeah. you might think that you're asking a very harmless benign and benign general question, yeah. and you might be kind of surprised, or you might think your agent doesn't know what they're doing right. when they do in fact know, but they can't tell you. Or you might right. think your agent's like withholding information. It's like, yeah, they're just trying to protect their behinds. Yeah. Yes. Right. I mean, as we all do. As we all I- are. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Lord of the Rings. I'll just put that out there Shocker. right now. Yeah, I'm That's not a big okay. fan. Of, it's okay. I Neither know. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I do know what a hobbit is. That's the one, my one takeaway from <laughs> Lord of the Rings. That's a, And also from The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, The Hobbit, whatever. It's it's the one thing that's kind of seeped into my knowledge base about okay. Lord of the Rings. It's in your brain. Yeah, so when I see these underground homes that are dubbed hobbit homes, I kind of get it. It's like they... I, we, I Eric, sorry I, to interrupt you, but we, we could say that hobbit home is like a style of home. Yeah, I mean, it's like kind of that underground home that kind of looks like, like it's like a den, almost like hidden in a woods. Like built into a hill. Built into a hill. Um, a little cave. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of charming in its own way. It's, it's, it's you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, rustic isn't the right word, but it's it's got a certain kind of like storybook charm to it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate that, even though, like I say, my knowledge on Lord of the Rings and Hobbit stuff is below zero i I don't know anything about it don't think you need to know much except for they're they're small and have short uh, low ceilings because hobbits don't need a whole lot of space so all this wind up is to say we've we've run across quite a few hobbit homes over the last year um or what we're dubbing hobbit homes they're just homes built into the side of uh you know, a mountain or a hill. And this one is in Wisconsin. This one we covered this week. Mm. And it is earth, earth sheltered home. So it's eco friendly. Mm. What does that mean? Yes. So earth sheltered is when a home is built into like a berm and your, your it's roof, a berm. the roof of your house is dirt. Uh, whoa. Yeah. So these hobbit houses, you know, they have a unique look to them and we, we love covering them. Uh, this one in Wisconsin is, really cool it's it's it kind of reminds me a little bit at least on the interior of uh, a home that we covered you know years ago the flintstones home Mm -hmm. in um the bay area where where it kind of has that kind of um that puffy kind of plaster plaster like like white but it's just kind of like like, you're in the inside of a cave like you're inside a cave and there's no like um squared off edges it's all kind Mm -hmm. of rounded and uh, this, it does look a lot like the Flintstone home. Yeah, yeah, it's very reminiscent. Yeah. So this particular home has uh, 
two bedrooms and it has five skylights, which is important when you are living in an earth sheltered home. Yeah. So because those are your windows. Yeah, natural light uh, will be let in. You're not feeling like you're in a cave, like we've kind of alluded to. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you don't want to feel like you're. No, it's very bright and airy. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you feel like you're in a very bright, airy yeah. cave. So this was designed for two professors at a nearby university in the early '70s, and um, it does need some updates. It it hasn't been updated in about three decades. And it's on the market now for $285,000. And um, hmm. they were inspired by the energy crisis that was going on at the time. And the other benefit of these earth-sheltered homes is that your heating and cooling bills are a lot less. Lower, yeah. right. Hmm. Um, so How big is this house? 2,236 square feet. That's surprisingly large. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually – so when I thought about like, oh, would I ever want to live in a Hobbit house, my initial thought was no, no way. Because you, um, don't, like, because you don't like Lord of the Rings. I just – it's it's a very um, – Dark? Odd-looking shape of house. You know, it's, right. it's very different from, you know, a standard square-shaped house, rectangular-shaped right. house. Um, and then you look at the interior pictures, and this place is cool. And it is cool. It's mm-hmm. it looks really cozy. It looks really modern. Um, modern and got kind of like futuristic sense with yeah. this, a little yeah. bit of an oxymoron, but like or not, no. not an oxymoron, but that's kind of redundant. But it, it doesn't look unappealing. Like you could really make this place look cool with some with your decor. Yeah, I think it just needs a little bit of updating. Like the the agent told us, it needs some updates. But otherwise, it's it, it's pretty much ready for you. Yeah, like I mean, a, I could see going home, there and summer home kind or of winter and just winter. be very cozy. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just like hibernate essentially in your cave. Yeah, yeah each bedroom, each <laughs> do bedroom does way, have a so. wood burning fireplace. Oh, see, so, there you go, perfect for winter. That's what happens when it snows. All right, so there's your there's your Hobbit home of the week, guys. Very cool. Mm. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome, Natalie. Um, and with that, should we move on to winners and losers of the week? Oh, Let's do we have do to? It. Eric, oh my God, we're going to go through this every week. <laughs> yeah, how many weeks are we going to do this? No, I mean, how many weeks are how many weeks are we going to discuss how Eric hates the word loser? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Every listeners, we this is our segment <laughs> called Winners and Losers. Um, yes. We call them losers, but they're not actually losers. Um, it's just a term <laughs> that we use to describe uh, how they are faring in the real estate market. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they lose money, <laughs> as we all do. And they're rich celebrities, so it doesn't really matter that much for them, <laughs> usually. Unless they're being like foreclosed on or... <laughs> The bank is taking their house, so or unless they're bankrupt, like Fifty Cent or Birdman. So <laughs> we're calling them losers. Don't come after us. I this think has been my TED talk. Pre, yeah, that's a great disclaimer. Thanks. We need to do a pre-recorded disclaimer that we run at the beginning of every winners and losers segment each week. Don't come after us. Okay, so let's start with our loser then. The loser this week. What? Why is this? It's, why is this? Uh, I know who it is. Well, I know who it is. I know who it is too, but I mean, the doggone Google Doc isn't being is being a real <laughs> doggone. Don't give away our secrets. <laughs> we don't use the Google Doc. This is all in our brains. <laughs> How dare you? Um, Google's uh, listening. <clears throat> Natalie. Yeah. Please cue the sad trombone for Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Running back, All Pro, future probably Hall of Famer. 
he uh, tried to sell a home in Texas. He first listed it in listed it in 2016 for eight and a half million dollars, mm-hmm. and nobody bid. Oh, yeah. nobody! Where where in Texas is this? It, it's in a community called the Woodlands, which mm-hmm. is kind of in the Houston metro. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very okay. affluent yeah, community so, there. Yeah, th- this place mm-hmm. is gated. It's the place that Peterson owns is gated. It's on nine acres. Uh, so eight and a half million in 2016. By last year, the end of last year, it was down to around five point three million. Okay. Uh, okay, and then it came back on the market just this month for four point seven. So oh gosh, he has a offer in, and the home sale is now pending at four point seven million. You guys, what? I have a question about the house about. Adrian Peterson's house. Yes. Would you call this Tuscan decor? Um, Let me look at the listing. Hold on one second. <laughs> uh, in places, in other places, it's just kind of that contemporary. Yeah. I would call this Tuscan. Yeah, you would. Okay. Yeah. So, Even the, br- the brick in the in the kitchen. I Maybe that definitely harkens has... back to the old old world, like yeah, okay. you know, a, a restaurant in Tuscany with like the mom and pop pizza place. <laughs> or the Olive Garden. Or the Olive, yeah, the Olive Garden has the like worn brick. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not on board with this list. So it's maybe just, uh, the buyer who's now going to pay for you know roughly 4.7. We don't know what it, what the eventual final price will be. Um, we'll take some of that leftover money and update the home mm-hmm. with some of the ideas that you guys proposed earlier in this pod. We're first, geniuses. <laughs> first uh, item on the docket: get yes. rid of that staircase. Wow. Yeah. Um, before we move on to our winner, yes. I wanted to point out, I meant to say it in the last segment, um, his name is not Brian Patrick Green, it's Brian Patrick Flynn. Okay. Not, yeah, not Brian Austin Green, not <laughs> Brian Patrick Green. <laughs> Brian, Brian Patrick Flynn. Flynn. No relation. <laughs> that, that this was... is how rumors start. He is Cut. the official HGTV Dreamhouse designer. All right, moving on to our winner. Uh, he is a Hollywood heartthrob. Really? Well, yeah. <laughs> used to be. He was. Used He's to an be. icon. Come, Hollywood, Hollywood icon. Hollywood icon. Chair show. of the chair and founder of the Sundance, Sundance Film Festival. Yes. You know him. You love him. If you're 60 plus, his name is Robert Redford, and he's our winner. I love him too. Not okay. 60 plus. You don't have to be 60 plus. <laughs> he's great. Yeah he he sold a house up in wine country in uh, your old stomping grounds, Natalie of Saint Helena. Not my se- stomping grounds. No, they are your stomping grounds. <laughs> seven seven million dollar home. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it was a it's a gorgeous home. It was his California mm. getaway. They yeah. decided they didn't need it anymore. They just uh, set it apart with the place. I am down with this. I will say mm-hmm. the decor actually is surprisingly to me modest. It doesn't. It is. It really the house is. is beautiful, but it's not over the top at all. Right, and that's pretty standard for. A lot of Napa locals and mm. wine country natives. Um, you know, my parents always say you could be sitting in a restaurant and someone's wearing like 
a t-shirt and or a button up in jeans and they mm-hmm. could be a multi multi-millionaire winemaker and you just wouldn't know. you'd it's, never it's a, know yeah it's a very casual humble town for the most part for for mm-hmm. the native for the locals um the people like the tourists who come in it's not the case at all but um yeah no his kitchen is strikingly uh normal looking yeah um, it almost looks like my apartment kitchen <laughs> right right I, I don't i don't think they were cooking many meals that's uh, no. that's true were, yeah who knows were... how much time they actually spent here one of the big selling points um aside from being in you know wine country um there's an art studio in the back too like a yes. little separate separate house um mm-hmm. which is pretty cool if you're an artist or a, you know set up a music studio make it acoustically sound that's pretty cool yep um so he's a winner because did we say why he sold it for seven million he sold it for seven million and he listed it for 7.5 so yeah in the grand scheme taking a half million dollar hit is not gonna make robert redford sweat i don't think that's that doesn't make him a loser in your eyes no he's a winner okay um all right well let's close it up guys is it is it time Yes, I please. think it's time to wrap it up. Yes, please. Okay. Indeed. Well, I enjoyed this, and I know you guys did too. Um, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of House Party. Please be sure to subscribe if you liked what you heard. Um, please give us a rating. If you just scroll down and hit the little stars under the episode. Um, five of them, please. Five of them. That would be great. <laughs> Uh, you can also follow along on Twitter. We are at House Party Pod. Um, we post all the stories that we talk about. And we also have an email address if you would like to reach out to us for any reason. Questions, comments, crazy stories. Uh, you can reach us at podcast at realtor.com. Um, Eric and Rachel, do you have anything else to add? Sayonara. Bye, Natalie. Thank Ar- you. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Bye. Bye. Bye.